0: Welcome to Apex Noir, you are standing in Boston's first seven story full service experiential cannabis dispensary. We have an edible factory in the basement and we are the only one in the world to be topped and crowned with a rooftop bar that has a glass retractable roof. Come on in and see how we make it happen and the magic of Apex Noir. Right here, we are on our first floor. Um, and if Terrence back there uh, helping, can I get you exit that direction, my brother? Uh, on this floor, um, if you order online, you're really, really busy, you go to apexnoir.com, like hey, you know, let me go ahead and order online. All of the things that you need will be waiting here for you. Now, if you have a little bit more time, come on up and let me show you our second floor of our retail space. As you can see, we have way more space to queue up here. Um, And we actually uh, are in a space that used to be a sushi restaurant. We actually were able to um, salvage most of uh, what is actually uh, was was actually going going on there. So we had a lot of fun uh, putting this space uh, together. As you can see with the ceiling, uh, we have reclaimed wood. And in fact, this building was originally built in 1799. Um, and actually, used to be the home to the British Embassy. Um, the building was uh, originally four stories, and then uh, the current owner added additional three stories um, to the space. Um, so, what we offer here is our staff um, is very highly cha- trained. A lot of folks call people uh, butt tenders. Um, what? these folks do is not only bud tending, we actually call them cannabis concierges, and so they're actually trained to not only sell what we have on our shelves, but actually to ask our guests on what their desired outcome is, what they want to feel, and also how they normally um, would take their cannabis. Um, So they're really here to to guide folks uh, towards where they need to go, Um, and they get additional training uh, for that, and so we are uh, absolutely... uh, We take a great deal of pride in our staff, um, and I I put my staff up against any uh, any, uh, dispensary staff in the whole country. Come on, let me show you a little bit more. My father uh, had, he's an entrepreneur also, he had a recycling and rubbish company, and he cleaned out buildings on State Street. So it means a great deal for me to be on State Street um, and continuing um, in uh, being an entrepreneur here, um, that's my honorary degree from University of New Hampshire. Um, that's the greatest college and university in the whole world. Um, this is a picture of uh, one of my mentors who just passed named uh, John Walsh, one of the reasons why I was in, um, in government, actually government office or appointed office and a couple of other awards. So guys, I'm bringing you in this little sneak peek. We haven't completely opened yet, um, but where we are is the seventh floor, um, I believe the most beautiful uh, crown of a cannabis dispensary, uh in the whole world um, and I have some secrets for you guys so come on over so we actually um, were able to purchase a liquor license uh, for this space so this is gonna be a bar and lounge and it is the coolest one kind of like a transformer we have Amazing, amazing space that transforms and allows for you to enjoy all of Boston. Right across the street is the historic Custom House. Literally, the boats used to pull up and tie off on that building, and that actually was waterfront property (laughs) because uh, that was U.S. Customs. And uh, uh, through the 50s, this was actually the tallest building. In the city of Boston. So, we talked to immigrants who came in uh, prior to that. They would come in, and this is what they would see uh, as a beacon in the city of Boston. But I have another really, really cool thing to show you guys you probably have never ever seen in Boston. Give me one second. So, what you are hearing right now is the top of our roof becoming a convertible. We have an amazing and beautiful glass retractable roof um, that retracts all the way back um, and allows the the roof to open up into the sky uh, for you to fully appreciate uh, the amazing beauty and history of the city of Boston um, and for you to have the absolute best time bar none in comparison to any other place in Boston and that's why we call ourselves Apex. You can see the Board of Trade building on the right, which is very beautiful. Uh, And then on the left, um, the historic uh, custom house. Um, That tower was built between 1911 and 1914. In fact, they broke the rules. At that point, uh, there were still rules around how tall a building could be. And the rebels (laughs) up here (laughs) broke the rules and made the building taller. and it is a beautiful, beautiful section of the city of Boston um, and a piece of history here. And at Apex Noir, we are making history. Um, In many ways, uh, we are a first. Uh, We are the first black-owned business in downtown Boston, which I'm very proud of. Uh, We are also uh, the first uh, black-owned liquor license in this area Um, And we actually are only one of 13 black-owned liquor licenses out of 1,400 people uh, who own licenses in the city of Boston. Um, So we are really, really happy um, and just elevated uh, to be here. Uh, Just like downstairs, um, this has the word Apex in it. We actually put that word in it because it is our objective to be the top and on the pinnacle of uh, customer service and also the uh, offerings that we have for those individuals who uh, come to either Apex Noir Cannabis or Apex uh, Bar and Lounge. And Apex Noir, uh, the noir part, noir means black in French, but also makes us not forget about where we came from. Knowing that people were disproportionately affected by the war on drugs, and uh, that as we do this work, um, that we make sure that we pay homage but also that we make sure those who got locked up don't get locked out of the industry and that we uh, still give those folks a chance. So we actually affirmatively hire people with a quarry or uh, a criminal record um, and about 25% of our staff um, actually um, come with what I would refer to as transferable skills and prior experience. Um, and we, and they're, they're the hardest working, um, most knowledgeable, thoughtful and warm people uh, that we have and you won't you won't be able to make any distinctions because all of our folks are are wonderful Um, so we're really really uh, proud of the work that we've been able to do and we can't wait for you to come and hang out with us um, have a beverage with us um, and also when you go downstairs uh, to elevate yourselves with us
1: Hey guys, Montel and welcome to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. And before I go into the show, I mean, you got to actually, this is an incredible location that we're at. I'm going to tell you a little about it in a second, but I want to make sure that we kind of keep you up to date on what's been going on with cannabis and really maybe even at the federal level. And what am I talking about? In the last couple of weeks, there has been multiple contradictory, what do you want to call them, uh, initiatives, movement on the federal front that I think we all need to really stop for a second and pay attention to, recognize that this is happening, and try to figure out a strategy to demand of those running for office right now that some serious changes are made to cannabis legislation across the entire nation. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that, eh, think it was three and a half weeks ago, and it might have been more like four, so don't quote me on the exact date, but four weeks ago, I remember reading an article that the Senate had almost unanimous, unanimously passed a resolution that would allow VA doctors to write prescriptions for cannabis for veterans in states that have medical cannabis initiatives that have been voted on by either the public or you know, have been legislated in. But if you're in a legal cannabis state, the Senate had agreed that it would be okay because there's a moratorium on it right this minute for any VA doctor to write a recommendation for cannabis for any of our veterans. So this resolution passed by the Senate. Didn't pass in the Congress, so it it hasn't been done yet, but it just tells you the psyche and the thinking for a second of a clear government that has maybe two brain cells and they're fighting with each other at the same time. Because one of the brain cells just said, "Hmm, we believe that an accredited government agency should have the ability to write a recommendation for cannabis. That's the United States Senate. So that's telling me that somebody in the Senate is starting to change their mind. They're starting to recognize the fact that there has been enough research done and enough anecdotes done that they're no longer anecdotes They are viable, real-world, experiential studies that are saying that cannabis helps affect people who have PTSD and other ailments and other illnesses and some people who actually are taking multiple painkillers. There is proof that for our veterans that some of them have found relief in cannabis and our Senate is trying to say, it's okay. Let's make sure that the VA gets an opportunity to write the recommendations so that soldiers can have it. Then you stop and think for a second. Then about a week and a half ago, the DEA writes a letter to all the independent pharmacists in the state of Georgia threatening them with some sort of retaliatory abuse if they were to distribute cannabis under Georgia's state law that allows for independent pharmacies to actually dispense cannabis. Because it's still an illegal drug. Hmm. It's illegal because one group of buttheads in Washington, D.C. want to hold on to these draconian laws, but another group of buttheads finally got the heads out of there. you-know-what and recognize the fact that cannabis works, so therefore we wanna let our veterans have it, but not in the state of Georgia, at least not the way they want to administer or dispense it there. I want you to know about this. Do the study yourself, look it up. And then if you are as ticked off as I am about the fact that how dare you open your mouth with bad information from a federal government standpoint, let's force them to try to get on the same page. The DEA should recognize all of the memos that have been passed and all of the legislation that's gone forward to stop them from utilizing money to fight the battle of cannabis. Then why are they trying to fight the battle of cannabis? We need to stop this madness. And we also need to stop the madness with the fact that isn't it funny how in the last year or so, you keep hearing about these parties that these senators and congressmen have where they're all lighting up a split or somebody's passing out a gummy. Excuse me. You're using it yourself. And don't act like you're not. You're lying right there. Right, You just lied to your wife. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you are. You know you are. So stop it. So anyway, so I just wanted to make that point and hope that we can utilize this podcast. I love giving you great information. But at the same time, I want to make sure you're an activist. And it's time to stop the silly. Let's stop the stupid. Let's start getting rid of some of these old rules and regulations. Let's declassify and deschedule cannabis, period. don't make a Schedule 3. I don't need another government organization involved in it. it. We know it's been around longer than we've been here. Excuse me. let's just declassify it, or de-, oh, sorry, schedule it. And if you want to bring it under, you know, the FDA in a way that we oversee the purity, the quality we keep from hurting people, then I'm okay with that. But let's just get out of the realm that we've been in. Now it's time to really get busy and get started because I've been sitting here in a really beautiful, this is the craziest dispensary I think I've been in. In all of America. Folks, I've been in a lot. Oregon, Northern California, Southern California, Nevada, Arizona. I strolled in and out of dispensaries all over the country. And it wasn't until I came here today at Apex Noir, Boston's first black-owned dispensary in the nation's first seventh floor, seven-floor experiential cannabis destination. I'm talking about and I'm talking with the CEO and founder of Apex Noir, a former Boston city councilor who proudly serves on boards of several organizations in the community, including the Boston Ballet, the City of Boston's Black Men and Boys Commission, the Global Citizen Circle, the University of New Hampshire Foundation Board. I'm talking about Mr. Tito Jackson, come on now, all the way from downtown Boston. And yeah, you got, look out this window. Yeah, I know you can see it. This is such a beautiful setting. I'm on the seventh floor. And I'm sorry, Tito, I got to say this and don't get mad at me, brother, but I'm in Boston, folks. And it is a Friday afternoon, and I don't believe the temperature outside is above 31 degrees. Got up this morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, went to the gym. It was 24 degrees outside. There was frost on the car. The windows and the mirrors were so frosted, we could barely drive to the gym. Got back. It was only like 28. And then we left to come here. It was 31. So I'm in this beautiful setting right here, and I know you can see it. these are bad windows, my brother. You did a great job with this. Thank you, thank
0: so, much. you so much. And uh, the one thing I will say about the temperature is simply, at least it's not snowing. So thank you, so, so the, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, uh, because I don't know if it was snowing. Listen, right? we can we can greet you, and and actually it, we could also snow enough in a day or two to make it make, make it so you can't leave. Oh so we, we've we've been known to do that. Please so no, they,
1: they, they say there's a big storm coming. <laughs> you know? I got to tell you, before we get done, we've got to shoot this roof because I'm telling you, I, you got to see this, this whole thing opens up. So I'm on the seventh floor yes. of a cannabis dispensary. Did y'all hear me? I said seventh floor yes. of a cannabis dispensary. I defy many people to tell me that you've seen one bigger than two floors anywhere in America. So we're in downtown Boston, squeezed in between two Big old commercial buildings buildings Mm -hmm. that are at least, oh man, another six floors, (laughs) seven floors taller than you. Yes. Just stuck
0: right in the middle of it. Yep. And we're actually, this building ironically used to be the British Embassy. Whoa. Um, It was built in 1799 and then upgraded in uh, 2017, 2016, 17. So it it used to be four floors and now it's seven uh, floors, 10,000 square feet. Wow. And we actually have uh, multiple uses here. So we have a dispensary, we have a two story uh, dispensary, Apex uh, Noir Cannabis. Um, In the basement, because this space actually, the space that we're in, actually, if you can believe this, used to be a restaurant. Wow. And so be a really nice place to kind of hang out and eat. Uh, So uh, in the basement uh, is a commercial kitchen. Wow. um, Which we actually uh, have a license and we'll be um, producing our own products and edibles. Um,
1: And you'll be able to utilize that kitchen for some infused dining events?
0: Yes. So we Uh uh, plan on being uh, the first infused uh, dining venue in the city of Boston. Uh, Boston has a beautiful history of food. Um, as you can see, uh, Montel, uh, <laughs> this is a multi, multi-thousand multi dollar figure. I just like, want to let you know there. Uh, um, and then the space that we're in right now, there used to be a liquor license attached to that restaurant. Okay. And so, uh, thankfully, because we, we actually uh, have the whole building, we were actually able to purchase the liquor license. And I will also so note... Nice. As you know, cannabis is a really difficult license to get, but in the city of Boston, a liquor license is actually very difficult to get. There's only 1,400 licenses, and black people only own 13 of them. Wow. So we're one of uh, 13 folks who own a liquor license in the city of Boston, and we are all in the same building.
1: Tito, Tito, Jackson, look, let, let's stop for a second. Go back for a minute because people you know, outside of Boston may not know who you are. But let's talk a little bit about your background. Let's start. start Where did you grow up? Are you a native of, of Massachusetts?
0: Yes, I am. And so, Montel, I'm, I, I am absolutely blessed. Um, I was born April 11th, 1975. I joke with my mom because there was seven rainy days before <laughs> that. And I say, you know, the, the clouds parted and the <laughs> sun shone down. <laughs> and then there was little baby Tito. Mm. Um, my story, uh, although... That is not what happened. It was oh, actually—it's right. a little bit more complex uh, than that. It
1: wasn't like the whole neighborhood out in the street standing on a big mountain going.
0: No, no, wasn't. No Lion King thing or any not. of that okay. stuff okay. that that happened. It, it was a, a little bit more complex. Um, and frankly, it's, it's about just the term grace. Um, I was uh, born and stayed in the hospital for about two and a half months. Oh, um, most people are sick when that mm-hmm. happens um but in my case um i was actually waiting to meet my parents i was given up for adoption um at the eight, at at birth and um, i was introduced to, to uh, two amazing people herbert and rosa jackson mm-hmm. um who had my mom had three kids in her first marriage my dad had one one child in his first marriage um so they had four kids and uh, they adopted me wow and i was born to a 13 year old mom um, who I've actually uh, gotten to meet uh, her and my four brothers, actually, I'm sorry, two brothers um, in the last four years. Um, so that's actually a, a new occurrence, and we should at some point talk about that. Sure. Um, but uh, my parents, uh, actually, I remind my siblings that I was chosen. Mm-hmm. Unlike them, they just had them. <laughs> um, and so they kept on adopting also. So my right. parents actually adopted four children. Wow. Um, so uh, we grew up in the Roxbury section of the city of Boston. So um, I'm from, as we would note, the berry, but not the fruit. And then I ended up uh, going to school uh, in Brookline. And then I ended up going to HBCU mm-hmm. um, called the University of New Hampshire. Gotcha. Um, some people don't. Uh, consider that normally HBCU stands for sure. a historically, historically black, black college mm-hmm. and university. Uh, in my case, uh, we had 54 black students, so it, it was a historically blonde <laughs> college and, and university that yes. I that I attended. Gotcha. Um, I had a wonderful time there, great experience, and we were able to make some changes there. And I actually was elected student body president. Um, and uh, when I graduated, I came back to Boston to work.
1: Wow. what what would you what did you pursue as a Pretty, pretty yeah.
0: right. Um Interestingly, um, in the day and age that, that we live in now, I pursued one of the most controversial topics in the United States right now. What's that? History. Gotcha. <laughs> because... Being banned all over America. <laughs> <Being> ba- like,
1: <laughs> the truth is being banned. There's a, there's a yep. the governor who believed that, you know, slavery was, a you know, a, what do you call it, a trade school, I guess. Yep.
0: And the funny thing is, I actually concentrated African American and women's history. So, again, um, and, and it gave me a, an amazing base. Ironically, after college, though, I actually... Um, my first job was at Johnson & Johnson, and then my second job was at Eli Lilly. So I did pharmaceutical sales uh, right out of college. Hey, 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 well, look at what I'm doing now. Uh, so, so, so at least I've been consistent, right? I've been, I've been, I've been consistent. So honestly, and I, I say this to a lot of young people, um, getting an undergrad um, in liberal arts allows you to know how to learn. And it gives you the basis to be able to learn anything. And I'll tell you, they gave me a free car, which is really awesome. They gave me a computer. Um, they gave me a BlackBerry for the young people at the time. That was like an iPhone it 19. Like that, though, it yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. It was the ancient one. It was the teletype version. <laughs> right? And then they gave me this huge box. And I was wow. like, okay, what's in the box? just said, those are your books. Oh, and. Yeah. I, you know, we, the, my first test was in introduction to microbiology. I had one week and I had to get a hundred, a ninety or higher. I had, I had a hundred. So I, I, I worked my butt off, um, and I learned a lot. Um, they spent a lot of time training us. Um, and so I did really well, um, at, uh, Johnson & Johnson as well as Eli Lilly.
1: Cool. And then, then you had a tenure as a Boston counselor yeah so, talk a little bit about that what, i mean what made you decide to run for office
0: yeah so i i uh worked for the first black governor of the state of massachusetts deval patrick okay. um worked on his campaign he was the the first person i i had supported um in a partisan way and i i worked in getting people jobs mm-hmm. which made me feel really good so i i worked uh in recruiting companies so i helped recruit Google here and uh, Cisco Systems and uh, Facebook and all of those folks here. Um, And I worked in the Office of Business Development, which was basically selling the state, and got to bring thousands of jobs here. And what I saw in my neighborhood and community in in the area that I grew up was a lot of poverty. And what people needed wasn't, uh, they frankly just needed a hand up and they needed an opportunity. And so for me, um, I actually ran in 2009 uh, I came up a little short to one of my friends, who you probably know, uh, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Yeah, so I just want to let y'all know I, I like saying that now. I didn't like saying saying yeah. that before. When I caught, what I caught that L, it kind of it kind of hurt. Gotcha. Shout out to she's a, a great friend. Uh, shout out to uh, Con- Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Um, but uh, I then got to work on Governor Patrick's campaign as his polit- political director, and then I reran. And I would also note, um, and I've heard your story. Uh, don't give up, guys. Um, if I hadn't run the first time and lost, I would not have had the opportunity to come back and win. And so that, that it it was, it was a setup, uh, for not a, not really, not even a comeback. It was actually a bounce back. I was actually able to uh, come in. And so I was a district seven city Councilor. I represented Roxbury South end, uh, parts of Dorchester, uh, parts of Fenway and parts of uh, Jamaica Plain. And most importantly, I was the chair of education. Wow, um, which gave me a really great uh, opportunity to build with a lot of young people and to fight for the thing that transformed my life uh, was getting an opportunity and and an education. Right. Um, and so I had a wonderful, wonderful time uh, as a city councilor. And then in 2017, I ran for mayor. Okay, um, and I ran for mayor on the issues of disparity, um, mm-hmm. which in it, it, Actually happens in cannabis, and that's actually how I got into cannabis. Um, in 2016, I was the first elected official to back the legalization of cannabis. and the reason why I did it in the state of Massachusetts, which is seven percent black, mm-hmm. if you had possession, um, you had a 300 percent higher chance of getting arrested if you're black. yes, 700% higher chance of getting arrested for distribution if you were black. Um, So that is the reason why I supported it in 2016. And then in 2017, we really tried to deal with the issues of disparity in the city of Boston. Uh, The city of Boston is about 25% black, uh, but when we look at how much money folks have, the Federal Reserve did a report. It's called The Color of Wealth. Viewers can look it up. Uh, And it showed that the median net worth of a white family in Boston is $247,500. The median net worth of a black family in the city of Boston, and mind you, net worth is uh, how much you own minus how much you owe. And this this probably even includes why you're here, Montel. Mm-hmm. Um, the median net worth of a black family in Boston is $8. Wow. So that really urged me to move forward. And you know, Boston's a great city but it's not great for everybody. Right. We leave a whole lot of people behind. And then also this translates to life and death. And so um, the district that I represented, I, I had a, a pretty affluent area called Back Bay. I had a little piece of that. And then I, in the neighborhood I live in is, is Roxbury, which is a predominantly African-American neighborhood, two miles away. Mm-hmm. Montel, there's a 33-year difference in life expectancy. Oh, holy my. So if you live in Back Bay, you live to 91.9. But if you live in Roxbury, uh, parts of it, you live to 58.9. Great. Lower than the life expectancy of Cambodia and Iraq. Yeah. Um so that is uh, really what I ran on. Um, I ran against an incumbent uh, who actually uh, ended up being appointed by the Biden administration um, as labor Secret- secretary uh, His name is Marty Walsh, friend mm-hmm. of mine. Mm-hmm. um, but we uh, we we ran a spirited race. Um, I came in second. Um, and I believe a lot of the issues uh, that i I wanted to get heard uh, got heard. Uh, and that leads us up to uh, Apex Noir and how I got into the cannabis space.
1: Crazy. Now we're at the same time as happening. I mean, you just said. You were going to tell me a little bit about you, you finding your birth mother. Yeah. Why don't you do that now? Then we'll go into Apex Noir.
0: Okay. Okay. Don't y'all, y'all have tissue in? Okay. Y'all, oh, yeah. y'all, y'all gonna make a brother. Okay. So Montel, after I, I um, after I ran for office, you know, I, I felt. Something in my spirit that said I had I, I have to do this now. Right. I had when I was nineteen at UNH, one of my doctors said, "Hey, I know Boston and State of Massachusetts has a closed adoption, um, but which, and by the way, closed adoption means um, each of the individuals are not allowed to find out um, who what, uh, who the other is uh, without permission." So, yeah. you know, I said, "Let me go ahead and do this." Um, so I applied at the home Home for Little Wanderers. And I uh, waited about a month, mm-hmm. and I, you know what? The funniest part and the most ironic part, I thought you were going to show up. <laughs> I thought yeah. Mon, I thought Montel was going to knock on the door <laughs> and were like, "Hey, Tito, What's, we found your mom." I thought you. At? Where were you at, man? Where were you at? Dude, I, so, so I, <laughs> I, <thought, laughs> I would have done so. Okay, cool. So, um, they called Montel. I was just in my office alone, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hey." Um, we we found your mom. Um, she just, you know, we, we were just on the phone with her. Here goes her, her number. Um, her name is Rachel. Mm-hmm. So I I know me and, and I know myself. And if I didn't pick up the phone right then, it would have been sitting there for like six months as I just put it through my head. Yeah. So I picked up the phone immediately and this woman screamed. Wow. And she said, I've been looking for you. Oh, my Lord. I've been looking for you for so long. Um, I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. and I was assaulted. Oh, Lord. And my mom trafficked me, mm-hmm. and that's how I got pregnant. And I, I was pregnant during uh, desegregation. So oh, she was Lord. pregnant during buses moving through uh, the city of Boston that were getting uh, rocks yeah, thrown at absolutely. them. absolutely. And so she also said, You're, do you know the book Common Ground, which is a Boston-based book about desegregation? I said, I'm a history major, sociology minor. I've read it like five or six times. She said, your, your birth is in that book. Oh, Lord. So I literally was at college reading about myself. Oh, my goodness. Um, and in that book, in addition to my birth, there is a whole history back to slavery of my lineage because they spent 10 years writing that book.
1: Holy moly.
0: Fast forward five days later, um, we met each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little lady. She's five one. Oh my goodness. Um, she, my, 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 adopted mom, Rosa. So I, I call, I call my, my adopted mom, Rosa. I, I also call her mom. And then my, um, Rachel, I call her Madre. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we met at a, uh, at a restaurant and uh, was was in the back room and she screamed and she passed out for a little bit mm. and then just had a stream of consciousness. Long story short, we found out that we both grew up going to the same church at the same time.
1: Oh my goodness. We you also, were in the church and she was there?
0: Yes, literally in Sunday school huh. together. And then we also found out that um, in 2010, uh, 2011, um, she had three boys after me. Uh, her her middle son at that time uh, passed away. He got shot mm-hmm. and killed. So she told her other son she had another son. So she went to City Hall to try to find a yep. way to get the birth certificate. That's crazy. Long story short, they didn't give it to her because it was closed adoption. And long story even shorter, we were literally in the same building at the same time because I was a city counselor on the fifth floor while she was on the first floor.
1: That's So you're writing a book? When's the book getting written? <laughs> okay. Yeah, when's the book getting <laughs> written? Because okay. right now, I guarantee you, there's a whole bunch of people who are like, holy moly, tell me how you did this. Or even just okay. you know, a lot of other people out there that are feeling the same okay. way. This is it really
0: not. So, so, okay, so you putting it on me. I'm putting it on you. So you're you going to do the documentary <laughs> with me? Well, let's get the book done. Okay, okay. Get the book done. And maybe see, we turn so so to see, the story. Unc is making me do, do my homework. I see. I see. Right. I, I understand. Come I understand. So I got you. Got you. Yeah. Get
1: the book done, and I'm telling you, we might be able to get out here and do a deal on that. Okay, okay. We'll try to, so get
0: that done. Okay, okay. Hey, you know, Y'all see, I got homework. It's video footage. It's documented that I have homework, so I, I'm gonna have to get get to writing. And you, I mean,
1: you know, this is the kind of story uh, that there is a linear line of what happened, but then there is that non-linear line of what happened in each different spot emotionally for you that translates to the emotions that emotions that a lot of other people out there or afraid of having, or wonder if it's worth having. So there's so much you could
0: share in your story for so many other
1: people who are trying to figure out whether or not, you know, yeah, am yeah. I at the right spot in my life where I'm ready to make that decision?
0: And you know, and I want to, one last thing, I, I, I was able to help with a whole lot of other folks and organizations who pre-existed uh, for me, but we were actually able to get the law changed, Montel. Mm-hmm. And so now in the state of Massachusetts, it's not a closed adoption state. So now, in particular, people who are listening um, who are from Massachusetts, you can go to the state register and you can get your original birth certificate.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Which I've done, which, Montel, I didn't have a name. Got it. Um, I and was, was
1: there a name on that original birth certificate?
0: No, I was Baby Boy Twyman. Oh, my goodness. Um, I I had as you know elected officials. We tell the same daggone stories mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I was born in Boston City Hospital. I, w- I wasn't born in, but I was born in Beth Israel Hospital. Got it. Um, and it was just interesting to see. It was also dignifying and humanizing to get to see and have. Something that everybody else had, which is their sure. original birth certificate. That's incredible. Um, so, a uh, huge shout out uh, to Sean uh, Garbley, who was the um, one of the the main folks at the state house who uh, pushed that through, uh, as well as the coalition that made that happen.
1: Excellent, excellent. That you know, that's that's now just so if people want to reach out to you on that topic, where would yes. they
0: go? Yep. So you can, you guys can uh, hit me up, Tito, at Apex A P E X N as in Nancy. O-I-R-E.com. Uh, and or you can check out our website, apexnoir.com, A-P-E-X-N-O-I-R-E. Dot com and there's a a, a link there uh, for you to be able to to write and, and I, I read the stuff on the other side
1: and just so y'all know don't be reaching out because you're trying to get through to Randy or to Michael oh, or somebody okay. stop okay. this is See, Tito Jackson okay. here in
0: Boston I did, I, in, the one in Boston <laughs> you actually might know the other brother you probably you probably have met the other brother in California <laughs> okay. I do want to let y'all know because because yeah, the other brother they did. Be,
1: they the- call. <laughs> can you tell me something? No, I just say, you know, I just want to make sure people know I'm talking
0: to Tito Jackson of Boston. In Boston. In come Boston. On, now, I can't dance though. I can I dance. dance oh,
1: come on now. Do I can moonwalk.
0: Dance. Okay. I, I, you know what? My moonwalks. Not, I can. I can do a flying split, but well, I you can't do, do.
1: You do know you do a moonwalk in public. People see you do it. You owe the Jackson the state.
0: Okay. I won't. I won't do that. Don't then. be doing that, uh, don't I I do oh, that. I won't. I won't oh, do I won't I, that. I, okay. I appreciate that. Somebody
1: put you on video. Throw that up on TikTok. Next thing you know, you gonna get billed a couple billion dollars. My, my
0: man, I have some I have some footage that's a, that, that might even be a little bit better. And then I also do want to challenge uh brother Tito Jackson uh, to a dance off. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You I'm, be I'm, I'm, I'm going on record.
1: Be careful now. <laughs> now, you know, so now what does this have to do with cannabis, folks? It has nothing to do with cannabis. <laughs> this has to do with the fact that I was very interested in the brother's story, and that's what we had to do. Awesome. Awesome. But now I'm also interested in the story of you know Apex the War. First off, why did you pick that name? So, um,
0: okay, yes. and before
1: you even ask that question, yes, let's back up for a second. You did kind of throw it out there on the table, but didn't give any references behind it. I mean, where did the whole
0: transition from an elected city council member? <laughs> what, what the council of the cannabis part? Yeah, that politician to pot? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, the piece that kept on coming up as an elected official is people having good housing, yes, a good job. And also individuals who had a quarry, and so for folks who don't know what that means, is those individuals who have a criminal offense record um, that generally sticks with them and prevents them from actually um, going to uh, getting uh, good jobs. All of those things really weighed on me as a city councilor, and so uh, having the background in. Uh, Biotech, life science, uh, pharmaceutical side, um, working in the FDA uh, envir- uh, regulated environment, and then also I also was part of a startup. Shout out to my SilverLink mm-hmm. uh, friends. Um, made me really think about starting my own company, um, and I had uh, some opportunities early with some larger companies. And won't talk about them. Um, you 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 know a lot about sure. it. some of the large companies in in this space um, and frankly how uh, they attempt to get folk who look like us uh, to do things um, that are are not on the up and up. But uh, it gave me an opportunity to start Apex Noir. And so Apex Noir, the name comes from uh, the building. So there's multiple apexes um, on the building. And for those who don't know what apex means, it's the pinnacle. It's the top of, top tier of, and that's, Absolutely the type of service that we provide. Many people have uh people who, who they call bud tenders. We don't call folks butt tenders. Right. We have cannabis concierges. Got it. So they are here highly trained and they're there to get you to where you need to be, not only with what we have in the back of our store. Right. And so um, you know, our folks are, are very, very highly trained um, and have a great deal of experience. The noir side is French mm-hmm. and it means black. Got it. And the reason why we put it in our name is because we don't want to forget where we came from, that people who look like you and I were disproportionately affected by this war, the war on drugs, went to jail, and some of them are still in in prison. And still still getting arrested. Still getting arrested. 140, over 140 folks in the state of Massachusetts Mm -hmm. still in in prison for for cannabis only. And so um, I never wanted to forget that. And so we put it in our name. Uh, in order to uh, ensure that we continue to think about giving back, open the doors, uh, opening the doors of economic opportunity and paying it forward uh, for those individuals who uh, were locked up. And so one of the things that we do is uh, 20% of our workers um, have a quarry. It's actually a little bit o- over that. So we are uh, affirming, uh, open to folks having quarries, um, and we put that, and some some folks were like, "Tito, you shouldn't be putting that on, um, you know, on your requisitions uh, that are out there." No, it's it's this is uh, a company that I, I founded, mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk in the conviction that I had that got us here. And I would submit to you, this is also going to be one of the things that is going to help us to excel. These are some of the hardest. Brightest, hardworking people uh, that I've met in the industry, and they're kicking butt. And so we, and we are also kicking butt here at Apex Noir sure. Cannabis.
1: Yeah, you know, let's let's now again. I I gave people kind of an overview, seven stories, seven floors. Yes. But let's back up. Ground floor. I've been through there. Yes. Beautiful. Looks incredible. Um, but to go ahead and describe for somebody yeah. right now who's just listening. Maybe yeah, they're looking. Go ahead and give me the tour. Uh, of okay. this, what this place looks like. Come on. Yeah.
0: So when when you when you come in, uh bring your ID. We had we so we had a little issue with Montel because he you know brother just turned twenty one, so he was <laughs> trying to sneak in sneak in our spot. Has some issues, whatever. But we we did get a, a, a ID. I, I don't know. I guys said it was real. It looked fake to me, but whatever. Okay, <laughs> cool. So when you first get here, you will get carded. Um, and, uh, you will then be, uh, let in to the first floor, uh, of Apex Noir. Um, on the first floor, uh, we've actually set it up for someone who's busy like you. Uh, you could actually go online to apexnoir.com. You could pre-order and it mm-hmm. would actually be waiting, uh, for you there. Gotcha. You don't have to go up any stairs. You, you go there, you show your ID, uh, you pay. Um, one of the things that we do a little bit different than some other spots, some people, if you order in advance, they don't let you add anything. Got it. I think that's ridiculous. Sure. And so if you want to add, if you you forget uh, your Betty's Eddies for sleeping, or actually, if you've, uh, no, I'm. If you forget any of your Montel products that that we um, that Inspire we inspired by Montel,
1: by the way, there, there, there we go.
0: So um, very very beautiful vapes. I love I love it. Uh, and so you'd grab those, and then you would actually go right right outside, uh, right back outside. Um, on the second floor, uh, we have a, a larger space, more queuing room, um, and then also we would again have that immersive consultative cell um, with our, our cannabis concierge's, and then on the uh, third floor. Actually, I, I I didn't get to show you this. We actually have a whole floor for our staff, mm-hmm. um, that has a has a kitchen, um, it has a full bath. Um, so some of our staff ride their bikes here. Mm-hmm. I know I know you you think it's too cold, but uh, people do, people do ride their bikes here. Uh, yeah, it would
1: not be me. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> so um and so uh, that and then uh, our four and five we have a uh, back of house, mm-hmm. and then um. Back of the house meaning all your storage, all storage that all kind. that stuff, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And so, and then, curing our, rooms, and stuff. yeah. Six and seven. So this is the seventh floor. Right under here is actually a, another business. It's actually called Apex Bar and Lounge. Gotcha. Um, and so we actually have a liquor license in this space. Um, we could we could have a we could have a beverage here. Um, I don't want to spill anything on on your stuff, so I'm not gonna I'm sure, not gonna no, do that. I want you, I want you okay. To. Yeah. Well, we can. Okay. Okay. And that, uh, that was I got to
1: tell you something. And from a national standpoint, I believe that l- s- several of the other states have basically written in their legislation that alcohol can't be served on the same premises. So yes. You kind of got away. I mean, you, got, you, well, you that know, didn't get away. Uh, I didn't
0: say so, that. This, I, it's it's legal. Uh, so uh, this is a separate entity. Um, when you go look up at the Secretary of State and um, mm-hmm. so that's how we were actually able to um, determine this because if, if you look at a, a dispensary in, in, in a multi-story building right. um, there could be a dispensary, there could be multiple restaurants in that building sure. and, a, and, a, and the like Um, and so we have this dispensary and then we have an amazing um a new dispensary also that is coming online um, we will uh, get our license uh, this month from the Cannabis Control Commission in, mm-hmm. in Massachusetts, knock on wood hopefully mm-hmm. Um, uh, we are Opening and actually, you will be very interested in this. Sure, um, we are opening um, a, a spot called Victory Gardens. Okay, and it is the first dispensary uh, in the country at a VFW. Come on now. So I'm, 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 I hope you're smelling what I'm cooking. Um, right. And that, and we are are in a partnership with my very good friend uh, Jason Zubi. Um, if you're in Boston, he is an, an amazing entrepreneur. He has he owns Boston Tattoo. Wow. Um, I have not. I'm a little scared of needles. Um, I, I, have, uh, I got
1: 35 hours worth of tattoos on my body.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's cool. So between us... We have an average of seventeen point five hours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because yeah. I, 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 I'm get, I'm getting there, Montel. I'm, I'm, gonna, right. I'm gonna get. He, I, I tried to get a butterfly, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't give, uh give me a butterfly. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: need to too that, for a butterfly.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. We, we, probably wouldn't even see a butterfly. So there that's, so that's all yeah. good. It, um, but so um, that one is actually in Medford, Mass. Got it. Um, and it is, uh, like I said, in a VFW facility, and we're really happy that we were able to. Partner. Um, we are the only equity company in Medford, um, mm-hmm. but we also are able to partner um, with the uh, the veterans um, in that VFW. They are able to keep their facility, mm-hmm. um, so they have uh, you know their space that that's still there. Um, and then we get to support um, the amazing uh, brothers and sisters and men and women um, who have uh, served our country. So sure. really, really excited about that. Huge parking lot too, and so we're okay. probably going to be able to do really cool stuff, um, food trucks and all kind of other cool wow. stuff that'll be there.
1: Now, if people wanted to keep track of this, where would they go? Where, where's your website? Tell them yep. how to get, you know, find you digits and all that stuff.
0: Definitely. So, uh, apexnoir.com, apex N as in Nancy, uh, com. A P E X. and Nancy. O I R E. ecom Uh Please uh, and also uh, sign up. We have a newsletter, uh, so you can actually follow us um, and we. Also, I just I do want to note um, we are not only a cannabis uh, dispensary; we really lean into experiences. Got it. And so one of you
1: and I are talking a couple. of- Yeah. uh, So so one of
0: the let them know. Yeah. So so tomorrow, shameless plug. um, We I'm 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 leading a cooking class, um, and it's it's called Get Baked with Tito. Got it. Um, And so and the tagline it's so easy even Tito can make it because typically I, I the only thing I cook annually is a fried turkey. Which I'm very very good at that, uh, gotcha. Montel. Um, okay. But um, we also have burned a house now. Yeah. I have not burned. That. Well, I do want to. And this this is uh, I do want to say uh, in particular to the brothers who are out there. Uh, you should be chaperoned uh, by a lady um, when you when you fry your first one because dudes don't read directions. Right. So I just want to. So that that's how you you blow up your crib. So. Make sure and she is there. Blow, you will blow up your you, crib. You will definitely blow up your crib. You um, make
1: sure you're doing this outside. And,
0: and this year, I actually did it infused... Yes. Uh, uh, fried turkey. Did you? Yes, I did. And how did that work out for you? Uh, everybody was asleep uh, by the time the football game was off. Oh, my so, goodness. So I think we, we, we worked, worked well. You worked what you wanted. Yep. Um, but one of the things that we're also doing, we partner with an organization called Improv Asylum, which is right around the corner. Sure. They're Boston's uh, largest and oldest improvisational uh, organization as well as training uh, group. So we actually just did uh, Bliss Bus, which was an elevated comedy a uh, trolley tour of the city of Boston. Oh my goodness! So you come, you get you you get a gift card for twenty five bucks in in your in your fee. Um, you get your edibles. Uh, you come outside. You uh take your edibles and you go on the bus tour. And we have um comedians who have really gnarly uh Boston accents who uh, tell us about the city of Boston. We stop at Laugh Boston and we have uh, pizza. And Montel, I do want to tell you that the last forty five minutes, ninety minute mm-hmm. thing. The last 45 minutes were a little bit a uh, uh, little bit funnier um, than the first because uh, the, the, edible, the edibles had kicked in. to kick in yeah, yeah. Um, and go. so we 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 have been doing and in this space we also do yoga. Mm -hmm. um on i I, I should say they do yoga got it i have not done i have not done uh yoga and then probably nobody wants to see me in yoga pants
1: is it infused yoga um
0: it it it, is is not infused but they do get uh, a discount um on on the way out um but we look forward someday very soon um to being boston's first uh infused restaurant wow um because we have the facilities here um there's nothing uh I bring it if you want to say you gotcha. have a more beautiful beautiful space than 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 this spot. I have
1: to agree with you. I'm telling you the opening roof and the you know uh, and you have the opportunity to basically form a separate company on this
0: top floor. Okay, so you know what? I want to get some business advisory from. So we got <laughs> Montel, and then and, and and shout out to my friends at Fresh at Freshly Baked too. There you go, absolutely. Um, shout out to Freshly Baked because they account. they they have hooked up. A, and speaking of veterans too, mm-hmm. my, my my man Phil, sure, um, and and his lovely wife.
1: Absolutely. Now you approach. <sighs> Apex Noir, a little different perspective. Are you completely vertical? Do you grow your own product?
0: Um, we don't, but we will be manufacturing our own. You'll be manufacturing. Um, our own.
1: So, it, but in that in that regard, right now you are fully stocked by
0: other brands by right? by other brands. And I would say, and I and again, shout out to Freshly Baked. We really try to lean into social equity companies. Got it. And I I'd, I'd rather so one, it's the right thing to do. They're like us. But the other piece is. Instead of being a small guy with, in, in, in a huge, huge pond, I also feel uh, very seen, sure. uh, respected, and we can actually continue to grow uh, one another's uh, business. And so I actually met Phil uh, well before I was um, uh, in, 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 I shouldn't say in business, but actually open. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when I met Phil, um, I had, had all black hair. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> Montel. And, and now, now I have a little. Well, um, well, Frederick Douglass is from Boston. So um, I have okay. a little little Frederick Douglass. Or I, before, actually, while uh, we were waiting for this, I did get a text that asked me to be uh, Santa Claus. Uh oh. Um, so I, don't, I hope that is because of my beard. Yes, it is. Um, beard okay. Is. <laughs> it's not because of his shape.
1: <laughs> so you, you've got to have some, some other goals. Yes. I shouldn't say you got to, but I mean, i clear you are that type of person. Yes. So, I mean, what are your goals? What do you think about what's coming down the pipe?
0: Definitely. So we are going to continue uh, to expand. We will have three stores um, in, in the state of Massachusetts. Um, but we really do want to take the Apex Noir model and, uh, across the country. And we actually are, what, what our slogan is, is we all rise together. And we mean that in every sense of the word. One of the things that we do with our our staff is that we provide a uh, financial literacy um, uh, curriculum Mm-hmm. Um, we pay them to actually take those courses. Um, so we don't only want to be the folks rising. And as obviously the, the cannabis sure. pun um, there. Um, we've I've also um, helped open four other uh, dispensaries um, mm-hmm. that I, I don't actually have ownership in, but I just ended up helping other folks. Um, so that's a critical component. And then in addition, we do want to um, help as many folks get into the industry um, as possible. Uh, at this point, there's less than 2% uh, black ownership um, in terms of cannabis ownership uh, across the board. In, that the is in uh No, that's nationally. Nationally, yeah. yeah so I think it's about 1.7%. Uh, percent. So that's a critical uh, component to be able to uh, leave the door open uh, behind us. Um, and then um, as, as you've done, I also do have a heart for um, making sure as we move forward with uh, legalization mm-hmm. um, that we look at Uh, ensuring that disease states like PTSD, um, like fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, 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 Crohn's, other disease states that we know that cannabis has activity in, um, that we actually ensure uh, that individuals get uh, the uh, help that they need. And as I said, I was in the pharma industry, I'm recovering, um, but yeah. I, 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 I was in the pharma industry. So i really do have a heart for ensuring that people uh, are helped. And in particular, um, our, our veterans who frankly should have been the first people who had access um, rather than uh, continuing to be uh, harassed um, at the, at the federal level, as, sure. as you noted in the beginning.
1: I say, you know, though, it, it Talking to you, it all sounds like this has just been piece of cake. However,
0: we know that there have been multiple challenges along the way.
1: Let's talk a little bit about what those challenges are.
0: Oh, uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Wade in the water, and all of the other uh, spirituals. <laughs> spirituals that gotcha. a brother that a brother had. Need to say uh, so I just tell you, man, like surviving became winning right? <laughs> at a point. It was like, okay, we're, we're, we're able to pay for the, for the building for an- another month. Um, and we're able to pay this bill and pay that bill and, and the like. Um, but I would say one of the things I, I do know is that I've been very blessed by the opportunity I've, I've had um, I, it, being able to be in elected office and the like. I also knew, Montel, that if I couldn't do it, and if I couldn't make it happen, there's so many other people who wouldn't be able to do it. Sure. And so there was, uh, we, we had, so understand in the state of Massachusetts, you have to, you have to identify a building first, mm-hmm. make a deal with a landowner who doesn't have a mortgage on their building. So that's a subset of a subset because of the federal, uh, the, the, because of 280E, one of the things that people don't realize is that if someone has a mortgage on their building, right. they will accelerate their mortgage. Meaning that they would actually make them pay their whole uh, building off. And so we have to find a smaller group of, of individuals who, who are willing to do it. And then they're really nice, but they're not gonna do it for free. Right. And I'm not as handsome as you. I've been no, trying the brother, be. brother, brother, I, I exfoliated <laughs> last night a little c- cucumber ginseng uh, peel off mask and it still, I still didn't come up as, as handsome as you. But when it comes down to it, you, ha- you have to do that. And then you're, so you're paying on a monthly basis. um, And then we, I will tell you uh, transparently, we had three other locations and three other licenses before we got this space. So I feel um, really, really blessed for each and every individual who invested um, in me and, and the company. Um, and the team that we were able to put, uh, put together um, that, that's here. I, have, I, I would put my team up against um, anybody in, in the business relative to uh, folks who are, who are making it happen. So I feel really, really blessed uh, to be able to be here, and my whole piece is to be able to pay, pay that forward, and that's why we, we, we really do mean uh, that we all rise together. Sure, but you know now,
1: had you thought through this five, six years ago, did you not think that by now things would have changed at the federal level, at the state level, making this easier? Doesn't it seem like all of a sudden this industry has just stagnated to a point of, from my perspective, disbelief? I mean, again, wow. the bullcrap that you know the DEA just pulled in Georgia um, shows you that for every one step forward, there's at least ten steps back because it's going to take you know a full year to get people who recognize that
0: they're full of shit yeah um so as a former elected official what i realized uh early and being someone who came out early is that not every elected official is a profile in courage right and people for people to step forward and do something hard something uh, that's quote unquote risky um and in this case something that is technically uh, illegal uh, requires a lot of courage The sky
1: is falling. The sky is falling.
0: Look, the sky didn't fall. It didn't fall. In addition, for those of our our friends out there who are fiscally conservative, what I would submit to you, it makes a lot more damn sense to not lock somebody up for $55,000 a year for selling, uh, for actually selling uh, cannabis versus what we have now in the state of Massachusetts. So get this (laughs) cannabis brought in $240 million in tax revenue last year. More tax revenue than alcohol, more tax revenue than cranberries. So Good. by the way, I don't know if you when if you drink ocean spray, sure. that, there's a lot of that stuff that comes so this is the number one cash crop um in, in the state of Massachusetts. And but then that, we have but to-
1: that but that reality just seems to just bounce off the heads of these deeply entrenched, ridiculous buttheads who should just get out of the way. Because the truth of the matter is what in twenty twenty one, cannabis sold legally in America twenty-five billion dollars worth of product. And then, you know... We and we know won't that talk
0: about that's That's the legal that's side, right? And right.
1: the <laughs> black and the gray market, anyways, I don't know what they call the black market, but the black and the gray market, because mm-hmm. uh, we, we ain't got to be mm-hmm. part of that. That we, $75 that billion dollars <laughs> worth of product, making cannabis, honestly, more sold than milk
0: oh, man. than any
1: energy drink in America today.
0: Red, so, Red Bull, eat Red, your heart out.
1: Yeah, all of them, eat your heart out. So <laughs> it's ridiculous that out of that $25 billion, Uncle Sam was taking a large chunk of that.
0: Don't, and oof. we're
1: pulling that in from federal tax dollars, and that still has not convinced people. And like I said earlier, the, the liars keep claiming that they're not doing it, but you roll into a Washington, D.C. party, uh, and the pot smell is is everywhere.
0: Well, I, I always like to say this is the only bipartisan issue. Right. Um, and Well, bipartisan
1: the only- enough that if you remember on January 6th, you know, the crowd that was def, you know, def, just defiling our nation's capital, mm-hmm. there was a lot of pot being smoked that day. Isn't that mm-hmm. weird?
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing right. that
1: brings the left and right together is marijuana. That's it. I said. <laughs> go back because it's the same thing that brought them together <laughs> during the Civil War. Do you know that the <laughs> only thing the North and South had in common? The uniforms were all made from hemp.
0: There we go. There so we go. So
1: it's been a unifying product in America Gosh, since really. day one.
0: I like to say the only people who smoke m- more weed – than Democrats or Republicans, and so right. you know we 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 can actually um, you know this used to be a snickering thing. Now right. it's real. Right. To a, a quarter of a billion dollars in the state of Massachusetts, nearly thirty thousand people who are, who are in this industry, people who are manufacturing amazing products like Inspire uh, by Montel, um, and you know the f- folks that freshly baked. They got got me with some. They got me putting on patches and stuff, uh, my, 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 on, my, Montel. But yeah. you know, so there is. Um, essentially this beautiful new horizon that we can all be part of. And I'm sure. really – I feel uh, grateful to be in the, in the presence of greatness in this space because you, you were there long before many, many folks. And again, when you're the only one, right? when you're early, yep. you take the shots – you yeah, take sure. the hits. Yeah, there's the credibility components that 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 go uh, go along uh, with that. Um, and 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 I did have to in the beginning because folks at my church, shout out to Union United Methodist Church. Except um, there's one sister who told pastor on me, so I'm not gonna. And 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 I what I love about my pastor, my, my pastor, she's like, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what Tito's doing now? He's not in office. You know what he he's doing those tweets. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> wow. love my pastor he said it can't uh marijuana comes from god's green earth
1: look i'm so sorry but i say it all the time most people don't even understand it. what did the three wise men show up to mother mary with mm. incense frankincense and myrrh what is frankincense it's probably one of the closest plants to the cannabis plant on the african continent so if it was good enough for the baby jesus
0: excuse me so they they sent they sent, they sent a couple they, of houses let's 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 go, okay. okay. let's go back for a second let's go back for a second You go back 2,000
1: years, Uh, lots of babies, especially in desert situations, were born with whooping cough and other coughs because of all the dust in the air. uh, What do you think they were burning inside of all their tents? Incense, frankincense, myrrh. Why? Because you got a baby. uh, A couple whiffs. Maybe go, hey, baby baby So, and let's go back in time. People don't even remember that let's go back 1692 to 1725. You could pay your taxes in America with hemp all of your forefathers oh. grew hemp. Let's bring all that the, well, let's
0: bring that back by the way.
1: Uh, yeah, come on now. <laughs> so they they allowed us to do that. This entire nation was built on not tobacco and cotton. It was built on hemp. Mm-hmm. So, and hemp, believe me, remember, brother, you had to walk out into the woods, grab a leaf to wipe your booty. You know what I'm saying? So there
0: wasn't Charmin? No. No. no, There were no beds. There was no no Charmin. No Charmin.
1: You were sleeping on the ground. (laughs) They did not even have mattresses. Only you slept in something covering, you know, hay and wheat that had bugs in it. Mm -hmm. So this is a hardy time. How dare we think people weren't walking around trying to figure out how to get a buzz. There was no air conditioning. There was no heat. Mm -hmm. Every bit of water that you drank was really near beer. It was yeah. You had to put yeah. alcohol in yeah. the waters that were even given to babies because yeah. if you drank it right out of the stream, yeah. 40 feet up from you, lions, tigers, and bears just mm-hmm. took a you-know-what mm-hmm. in that water, mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. drank it. So what happened to your intestines? Yes.
0: Yes. People yes.
1: don't get it. So again, this is something that has been part of mankind and part of the United States since its inception. We're sitting here right now after... Twenty years of trying to figure out how to do away with prohibition, yeah, and in the last five, I still believe we are stagnant, especially this industry because this industry can't get out of its own damn way.
0: Yeah, and there's a, a huge, huge uh, uh, obstacles, and I hope um, that uh, as the FDA does look at it, and, and I heard you say uh, descheduling um, earlier. You know, when you think about uh, what happened with uh, uh, Allegra. And Zyrtec uh, and the like, who, by the way, I would I would note, if you take too much of that, you're not only going to fall asleep, right. right? So there's some some things that would actually happen to you, um, but they were able to deschedule those, um, and we should be moving in that direction. At bare minimum, uh, having a 50% tax rate. Um, at the federal level
1: ridiculously disgusting idea that I don't know who came up with it and people think that that seems to be a viable way for an industry to grow it's not you know again now they got politicians thinking about yes let's make this bear the brunt of you know our stupidity rather than Take advantage of the fact that if they lowered the tax rate, you would get more taxes. Absolutely. You'd
0: get more, and then also you get more innovation. Correct. So the other component here is that we do definitely need to, and this is, this uh, free market economy. Right. Um, individuals, at, you know, y'all, y'all going to have me saying some other stuff and, and some sure. folks from my, 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 my party going to say, but when it comes down to this, we should have, uh, the opportunity, um, to actually build businesses that are, we're hiring people at, at really good rates. Right. Um, we, pr- we provide, uh, this good, is an essential service business. That's absolutely, all, all, absolutely. all you gotta say. Absolutely. Not, that
1: was declared an essential service during some of the toughest times in the United States of America's history. You know, they didn't shut down the dispensaries. Why? Because they knew that they would have probably had a a January 6th happen all over America had you done so. So, again, what do you think? We're going into election year. And I'm going to tell you something. Earlier you had a discussion. You said to me, "I, I know who you've been out with. And, you know, I'm so sorry. That person promised to have things corrected in this industry in the first hundred days. Did she not? I remember hearing that on... You know, the, 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 what is it, the the guy who's got that radio show, you know, mm-hmm. the God, excuse mm-hmm. me, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you're going to say you're going to do something, then do it. If you're not, don't step up and in the next year and try to say, when we get elected the next time, uh-huh. in the first hundred days, no, damn it, get it done.
0: yeah Stop well, the stupidity. I'm right there with you. And so also, let's just, uh, from a political perspective, I think the Biden administration needs this um, as a shot in the arm. Um, and so I think... the as you noted, uh, the objective is at least, as we, we've seen the FDA make the recommendation, to at least get to, to uh, Schedule 3. And I just want to note, for all of those folks who are out there, cannabis is in the same category as heroin. Yes. And no
1: medicinal value, no and, and a higher propensity for uh, addiction. Which is so much bullshit because the same government that makes that statement turned around and 2002 granted themselves their own patent on the viability of cannabinoids when it comes to neurological and ischemic events. So we have a government that out of two sides of the face, Every you do know this, every single year, when you hear all these arguments about let's make sure we have a budget, oh, we fight over the budget at the last minute, we fight over the budget, we fight over the budget four times a year. In every single budget that is passed, there is a line for the last 60 years mm-hmm. that funds research at the University of Mississippi. Yep. Every congressman, every senator has supported research at the University of Mississippi <laughs> for over 60 years. Yeah. So it, we're so full of shit. I mean, I'm so sorry. Yep. And until we get to a point where some of these old farts die off. Or leave office, and, yeah. it, and now the way it is now, because they make so much money, they ain't leaving until they die. Mm-hmm. So at least some of them are in that last quarter. And you know, I'm not pushing anybody down inside the stairs. However, it's time to move over.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And when you still walk around and say that you believe that cannabis is a a you know a gateway a drug, gateway. And that's coming out of the guy who's running for office right now. And I know what happened to your family, but show out for a second, homeboy. Get some facts.
0: No, no and, and that is so And and again, I we we have OxyCon, Percocet, Vicodin. All of those that are all legal.
1: And we're not arguing with anybody who may have to use them. If that's your choice, go ahead, do your thing. You love Big Pharma, go ahead. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that there are some alternatives to that. We now have recognized this for thousands of years.
0: Let's catch up. So, Uh, do you
1: think it's going to happen in the next? year? Put your crystal ball on, Tito. Come on. Okay. Well,
0: you know, I got okay. Uh, Crystal ball, crystal ball, Christmas jacket. Okay. Okay. Um, So, I no. So, I I think uh, what you will see in the next six to seven months is at the FDA. I believe that you would see that move forward, and the reason why um, is one, uh, the political atmosphere, but two, um, we had the 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 coal memo uh, prior. We have we now have the majority of states. Yes. in the United States of America. 37 where, <laughs> in the District of Columbia. <laughs> right. And and uh, that that it's legal. And by the way, this polls are the, probably the only thing that polls better, better recent, uh, than most, this.
1: Most recent poll just finally broke over. at 71% over, over of the 71. population believes in legal cannabis. 92 plus percent believe in medical cannabis. Yep. And then if you break those things down, even within like, you know, the hardest people in the Republican Party The numbers are 56 to 60% believe in cannabis.
0: So sure. no no one else polls like that other than you. So therefore <laughs> um, we, we the rest of but again I I believe that people should definitely get behind it. The one other thing I would say to folks, if you don't see individuals and you and understand we need people running at not only the federal level but we need folks to run at the local level too because there are cities and towns in the state of Massachusetts where it's still illegal, right? right. So that so what I would note to you if you don't see somebody who reflects your opinions, you need to run for office. You need to step forward and actually run for office and help individuals move forward.
1: On this issue right here alone, you need to, if you don't want to run for office, you need to just get involved. Absolutely. Because it's the bottom line. It's, It's ridiculous that right now we have 38 states in the District of Columbia and within some of the states that have passed... Cannabis laws, adult use laws, because there may be one municipality in a state that opted out, they are still arresting people when they drive into that Mr. valley. Don't believe that the hype is over. Yep. They stopped arresting people, and most of the people getting arrested. Clearly, somewhere around seventy-two to
0: seventy-six percent of them are people of color. And Stop I know, it. and we don't smoke all the weed. So I just uh, want to let y'all know this, no. okay? We don't smoke all, all, all we don't smoke it all. We don't, you know, and, and we, we definitely don't We're get, we, we not getting the money off and of all it. And We don't sell it all. Come so on. I just want to, uh, and and with the fact that people are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year, hundreds, hundreds. Right. So we need to make sure uh, that that this becomes legal. And again, we're going to uh, continue to uh, to connect. And also, you know, the, you have shown leadership here, Montel, um, and we're going to continue to follow your lead in this space. I can't thank you enough, sir. One more time. Give them the digits so they know where to go. Yes. So Apex Noir Cannabis. We at 150 State Street in beautiful downtown Boston. We are right next to uh, Faneuil Hall. Uh, we won't go into um, how they got the money uh, to, uh, to, to to buy uh, that land, but we won't go. We won't go there. Um, we are uh, eight minutes from downtown Boston, two minutes from uh, Quincy Market, and you can check us up online apexnoir.com dot com a p e x n o i r e and follow all the goings on. Yes, and and check us out on on all all the Instagram and all the other cool stuff that For all sure. all the all the cool folks. Shout out to um, all of our staff here, um, and also brother, shout out to you. Um, there's no one more happy and more excited that i am here today than my mom's <laughs> so, oh my so so and my he's he cursed i didn't curse i just want i just, Sorry, I just my he cursed i what? just want to go on record <laughs> when you hear this it was it was he he said uh, sugar honey ice tea but you know what? I'm, but I, but
1: Mama, he he also was like, you know, go for
0: it. I I, I saw what okay. I okay. said. That. So see, I, 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 see, I'm not throwing see, you in the bus. See, see, you messing you messing up my Christmas uh, <laughs> presents. You messing up my Christmas Can't presents. Montel. thank you
1: so much for being a part of the show today, sir. Thank and you again, so much. This beautiful view is because of. Apex Noir. So, you know, when you're in Boston, come on by, drop on by, check out a little Inspire product, and uh, just check out and keep an eye on what you're doing on social media so you know whether that you participate in the comedy tour. the the, I I guess you got an underground... uh, cannelloni thing or something what do you got you got a what, food thing going on oh too? yeah we're,
0: yeah we're, we're actually gonna be coming out with some products um you know i'm, I'm trying to grow up and be like uh my my big, my, my big brother from freshly baked gotcha. um and 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 uh, make some things happen and so really looking forward to that and i really look forward to continuing uh to sure. build build this relationship thank you again for your service to our country but so also sure. thank, thank you for pushing uh folks um and throwing your shoulder down uh to make sure that this agenda uh, continues to move forward.
1: Thank you Mr. sir. My brother for sure, absolutely thank you. I we got to get you an Apex
0: Noir in. jacket though. Got to do that. Let me get I, one. I, I, we're going to have to what, what do you want on what do you want on the back cuz it's Apex uh, Noir. Okay. Okay. So you okay. see it walking down the street. I, I might have to do a Montel joint. We got Apex Noir on the front. I might have to do a Montel joint um cuz these these they are go. these are varsity jackets. They so they we go. got you come know. Come on with it. I'm okay. with you. I, okay. I, I'll wear it, believe me. Especially if I come back in here cuz it ain't going
1: to be warm for another 6 months. <laughs> Damn, I can't do it. (laughs) Make sure you continue tuning in to Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks so much for being a part today. We'll catch you. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments.